48 episodes later, bitch, and we here. Period. That's on Rona. That's on Teddy. That's on Babyface, bitch. We here. Period. I can't even believe we made it to 48 good-ass episodes. Welcome back to the Cake Dish Podcast, honey. I am in a great mood for a fucking Monday. Let me tell you, I... Had a great-ass weekend. First of all, shout-out to Bossed Up Barbie. She came through. We shot um, an episode. And I've been promising you hoes a YouTube channel for 10 long months. So guess what? We shot the first goddamn video for the YouTube channel, bitch. And it was a vibe. It was some tea. Shout-out to Michi. Let us use his space. Um, Shout-out to Ryan, my videographer. He shot it. It was a great conversation, y'all. It was really the tea. Like, some people that you vibe with, you sit down with, you do an interview with, and they just, like, naturally good people. Like, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit. Her interview, I didn't even have to, like, write the shit. I didn't even have to prep for it. Because Bossed Up Barbie, and if y'all don't know her, y'all going to get familiar by episode 50, trust me. Um, But she's just one of those artists that her personality, that shit is just infectious. Like, if you sit down with it and you're in a bad fucking mood, you're going to be in a good mood by the end of that. So, shout out to her. Um, It was just the vibes. I'm very, very excited for y'all to see episode 50. Give me y'all a little critique. It's going to be on my YouTube channel. It's going to be on her YouTube channel. I'm going to have all the links when everything is ready. So, we had a really good time. That kind of set the tone for me to come and talk to y'all today. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome. Um, We ain't got shit to talk about. Let me just tell you, honey, let me be the first to let you know. I do have an extra question, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Let me get into this goddamn Teddy Riley baby face situation, because I know that's what we want to talk about. That is what the girls are dying to talk about. Let me tell you something. That goddamn Teddy Riley baby face Instagram live was so anticlimactic. <laughs> that shit was, man, that shit was gold. I tell you, them damn, the memes, I, 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 every time I tell y'all some shit pop off, Twitter is different. Like, Twitter is a funny-ass place in moments of disparity, honey. Y'all had me crying with them damn Teddy Riley memes, like actual factual tears was flowing, honey. But, yeah, man. Teddy, man. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Teddy fucked up the thing. Man, I've been looking forward to this Teddy Riley baby face. Um... Instagram battle since like we first heard about it, then it got pushed back or whatever. Bitch, I was ready, like ready, ready. I had my goddamn sharp suit on, bitch, nice sharp pants suit on, French roll, like briefcase. Bitch, I was very 93 business casual on you hoes, waiting for. The Teddy Riley and Babyface Instagram Live. Teddy got his ass on the thing. First of all, this is what Teddy fucked up at. <laughs> Teddy come from an era where you do everything. It's like a big-ass production. You got the sound people, keyboards. You have a whole staff, and, and you just got to make it a big thing. Teddy Riley is not one of them artists who knows how to scale it all the way down to simplicity type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not in him. It wasn't his era. It's just not in him. He don't, I don't think he's one of them artists or producers that knows how to just laptop, headphones, music, that's it. Teddy's ass tried to give y'all a whole ass Beyonce on the run tour production, and it was a fluke. And salute to Teddy, though. 
I see the I see the the vision. I really think Teddy wanted to get a girl, you know, something we could feel. He wanted to make us think we was at a real Teddy Riley Babyface concert. Like he just really wanted to do it up nice for the fans. So I get it and I salute Teddy for that. But you know, Teddy, you know, less is more. <laughs> less is damn show more. You see what baby baby face like he was chilling at the crib. And I have to say, um, Teddy Riley, you was not practicing social distancing. That's number one. Your ass should have been at the house with the laptop. You was it would look like more than ten people at the damn production and y'all was more y'all was like closer than six feet. I don't I appreciate that. Um, Teddy Riley, you are not helping to flatten the curve with this goddamn production, honey. But man, we ain't even get into like none of the guy records. I wanted to, I was waiting on I like, I didn't get it. <laughs> I was waiting on some Tony Braxton shit. I didn't get it. It was I was looking forward to this like bitch. Drink was on deck. I cleared my schedule. Like, I got everything done that needed to be done first quarter because I was sitting on ready, but it's goddamn Teddy Riley baby face. And it was echoing. Like, I don't know who Mike wasn't working, but every time they talk, it was just echo on top of echo on top of echo. And... It was just bad. Like, the sound was bad. And, oh, my God, it was just, you know, it was just bad. Babyface. Babyface so smooth and shit. But not for nothing. Babyface is getting over the coronavirus. And I don't know. He, I mean, he always a smooth-ass older gentleman. But it just seemed like, baby, you know, he was, you know, he was just a little... A little mellow. Like, I just hope he was feeling okay. Because, you know what I'm saying? That coronavirus ain't no hoe. Like, I wasn't even expecting Babyface to get up here and do a little one-two. You just getting over the virus like you a survivor out here. So, you know, for him to even attempt that, I salute it. Oh, my God. Teddy, baby. <laughs> they He tried. And you could tell it was like a level of defeat because I think Teddy really wanted to make that shit like epic. I think Teddy obviously has been watching a lot of the other Instagram lives and he just kind of really wanted to set the bar higher up. The man a goddamn musical genius, okay? He is a damn, he a, he a whole icon out here. So if anybody was going like, take the Instagram battles to new heights, it would be Teddy Riley. But this just ain't the place. <laughs> like, Teddy, baby, this ain't Funk Fest. This ain't Essen Fest, honey. This ain't the guy 35th reunion tour. Like, this is Instagram live social distancing from the crib. If we wanted to see a, Tyle a Teddy Riley like production, Honey, when they open up the floodgates, we're going to be at the first funk fest. Don't you worry. But until then, if you don't get your ass in the living room, set that damn laptop on the coffee table, and get to playing this goddamn music. And you know this shit's serious when CNN report on some shit. I was cackling. Like, actual tears was flowing. That shit was so damn funny, man. But salute to both of them. I didn't appreciate um, Generation X trying to come for Teddy Riley like he wasn't a, a whole legend out here like don't do that but y'all know how it go like you know some of our older celebs our older icons they ain't tech savvy man they they don't grasp the concept of just doing Instagram with the with the computer like no they they don't they not used to this shit them technical difficulties was kicking their ass <laughs> And Babyface, so classy. Babyface, so classy. I live. He was like, you know, I think we should, we should go ahead and end it. And I agree. Because that shit was cringy. But, you know, Tony Braxton, she had the best goddamn commentary. Like, go look at Tony Braxton's tweets. She was clearing their ass. Because you could tell Tony was ready. Because, you know, a, a couple of Tony tracks, 
was going to be in the mix. So, bitch, Tony was sitting on ready. Tony had her moment. Yeah, sh- listen, I was I was low-key ready for Tony to hear some Tony. Because I don't know if y'all know this, but Tony Braxton, bitch, if we talking about the 90s girls, the shortcut girls, the vocals, bitch, it ain't many bitches because they're next to Tony Braxton. And that's just on period. I have time to argue. I have nothing but time, actually, bitch. Anybody want to argue, let's go. Because if we talking vocals, bitch, Tony Braxton is that girl. She can hit them notes like a lot of your faves cannot, honey. But we ain't going to go there. So I was ready for the Tony. And I was so disappointed. They said they're going to do it again. I mean, if they do it again, I'm going to tune in. Believe me. Like, if they do it again, I'm there. I'm going to clear my schedule once again. But it's just kind of like the thrill is gone. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, we just not really, we're just not, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. So, oh. I don't know. I, if they do it again, I don't know if we're going to get 500,000 people tuned in again. That's all I'm saying. Because it was a lot of people tuned in for this and was disappointed. I see somebody say, how you piss half a million people off? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. So I don't know. I I, I mean, I'm sure people will tune in. I just don't know if it'll be like that many people. But I'm willing to give Teddy and Babyface another chance. And it wasn't Babyface's fault. It wasn't Babyface's fault. I, I won't even say it was Teddy's fault. It was just, you know, less is more, honey. Less is more. So that shit was hilarious. That was the highlight of my damn weekend. But you know what? I don't, for what it's worth, aside from Teddy and Babyface, y'all know who got a good-ass Instagram live. And it is not being talked about enough. Manny. The fuck fresh. Maybe fresh be on Instagram giving us New Orleans just mix on top of mix. He be funking. And his lives only begin like eight, nine thousand views. And I'm trying to figure out like what huh? If I'm over here backing that ass up, I know the rest of the world would like to be backing that ass up. Like I just that many fresh in general, it's not one of them artists that is talked about enough, honestly. He's just not. He's not one of those people that get his flowers. Um, Shit, quiet as it's kept. Man, he fresh carried cash money on his goddamn back for 10, 15 years. But I just don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. I was tuning into his live, and that shit was just going up. Like, he was fucking phoning. So he's probably my favorite live as of right now. I I think Manny Fresh has been like he's just my guy. Um, it was another Florida DJ. I can't think of his name, but his was pretty good. But yeah, I'm sticking with Manny. Manny is consistent as fuck too. He always has been consistent. They say this Manny Fresh and Lil Wayne album is supposed to be coming out. Man, I would love a Manny Fresh and Lil Wayne album like. More than anything. So, bitch, I'm waiting on that. He still got it. He still sound good. He's still the best hype man, ad lib man. Many Fresh Lives going up. Y'all need to tune in. So, that was that. <laughs> that was that. Uh, what else happened in the world over the weekend? It was, it was like some gossipy shit going on. Let me refer to the notes, honey. Let me refer to the notes. Let me refer to the notes. I don't want to be talking out of turn, honey. Let me refer to the notes. Um, But while we wait... Okay. I guess we could go ahead and do extra good. Because it was... Yeah, I'm off there. Okay. Let's do extra good. Oh! This is what I wanted to look for. The game, the girl um, that sued him, allegedly, they just gave her his record label. 
I guess, in the lawsuit. And she's basically a millionaire. They, she, He had to surrender his record label to her, allegedly, some shit like that. Um, A lot of people were dragging her. And I'm trying to understand if she's the victim and she was awarded XYZ amount of money... How could y'all be dragging her? Like, I'm not really understanding. So if the judge ordered him to pay her, he didn't pay her. So now they've seized his record label to give to her. I'm not. I'm just not understanding how it's her fault if she was the victim of a sexual assault and she sued him for it. I don't really understand how y'all blame the women for a lot of this shit. It's... It's almost troubling to me. Like a woman can get raped or just any type of assault and y'all will find a fucking way to flip that shit and make it the woman's fault. It's weird to me. I've I've never really liked that ideology, but to each his own. I'm I just wasn't feeling like the comment section. But I just wanted to say that real quick. I don't like how y'all be doing people. Speaking of comment sections. <laughs> Why in the hell did y'all drag the baby album like that? That was so uncalled for. The way y'all dragged that damn album, like, it dropped Friday. Um, Blame it on baby. I personally have not listened to it yet. I can honestly say I haven't listened to any of the new music. This weekend was fairly busy for a quarantine weekend. Um, I did have to do that interview. I had a lot of writing to get done. So I didn't really go out much because I'm still practicing my social distancing, but it was pretty, pretty busy. So I didn't get a chance to listen to um, Division, The Baby. It was some other people that dropped. I'm I'm low-key behind on the music. I'm going to be honest with y'all. But um, yeah, man, I seen just the tweets y'all dragging this goddamn album, honey. That shit was funny, but it is just it just goes to show how finicky fan bases and the music industry can be because people have been praising Lil Baby for two two years, two and a half years. Nice little two year run and every it's the baby, the baby, the baby. Everybody love the baby. Oh, he a real nigga. He really caught bodies. He really this. He really about what he's talking about. And it's just like an overnight switch. But we we know what that's about. Um, I think as an artist, sometimes, like, the bullshit overshadows the talent. And I feel like that's kind of what has happened with the baby. And I don't think he, I don't think it's going to hurt him in no way. I mean, shit, he did a tweet was like, I think his album got like 20 something million streams in like the first 30 minutes of some crazy shit. So I definitely don't think um, the baby finna miss no money, but it's just like every time we hear about the baby now is some, is some shit, whether it's, you know, his fault or not whether people be trying him to get attention, whatever the case may be, it's just always drama surrounding the baby. And then y'all know what that was last month, the beginning of the year when he punched a girl in the club um, when she was trying to take a picture of him and her phone touched his face and he punched her. Or I'm sorry, he didn't punch her. He slapped the dog shit out of her. I think that had an effect on people i don't think people after that situation um it's not really fucking with him the same not right now so i feel like it's a little too soon for people to fuck with his music if that makes sense like it's just too soon for some people some people was like it's still mad about that shit i'm not mad about it but I feel like he was in the wrong, most definitely. I feel like it was wrong as fuck for him to put hands on somebody. Um, you know, just because you in a crowded club, a phone accidentally touch your face. 
But that's how I already talked about that. But yeah, I think people just not over that. Um, number one, I think that shit is still heavy on people's mind. Um, he beats women. That's what's on people's minds. And they just stay not over it. Um, and it just shows like his fan base is slowly turning. So I haven't listened to the album. A lot of people saying it's trash. A lot of people was just saying he got the same flow, which is how you know his fan base is has kind of turned on him because the baby has always had the same flow. But then I read that it was a couple songs on there where he switched the flow up. People ain't like that either. So it's kind of like, damn, if you do, damn, if you don't. So I think people just don't like his ass no more at this point. You know, it's like, he it don't matter what he do right now. People not fucking with him. He gonna have to be like a Kevin Gates. You know, when Kevin Gates kicked that girl at that concert and he went to jail for it, you know, he had to go away for a little bit. Then come back. Then people was fucking with him again. It's kind. It. I think that's kind of what it's gonna be like for the baby for a while. I heard that the album was almost too commercial. But if you've been paying attention to the baby and his run and how he's been moving, um, he's really gotten kind of that Cardi B treatment, like. Yeah, he is a street rapper, but his charisma and his persona and the way he incorporates comedy into his music and his videos and things like that, you could kind of see how the baby was going to really cross over into that major commercial um, pop lane. You know, and it's... Listen, it happened with every big artist. It has happened with Nikki. She crossed into pop, killed the shit. Um, Migos, they kind of crossed into pop, killed the shit. So any major superstar artist is going to have that moment where they're going to kind of cross into pop a little bit and become, quote unquote, commercial. And that's kind of what happened with the baby. So a lot of people feel like, oh, this album is just way too commercial and it's it's too polished and too pretty. I seen it had a lot of features. Um, Shanti, Megan Thee Stallion, Future, Roddy Ridge. Um, I don't have a list in front of me, but it's a very star-studded lineup. But you know, all that shit y'all talked about it. He still ain't missing no meals because if. 20 million something people stream that shit in 20 in 30 minutes. Somebody likes the baby. I just I think like I don't know, it just seemed like a lot of his fan base is, is turning. So I think the baby kind of needs a break. Cause he just put out Kurt, what, seven months ago? I love that album. Especially Hit like the, the intro. I can't think of what it's called right now, but the intro is is fucking dope. That was Kirk was a really good album. Um, I think the baby need a break. I think he should go off for a little while, clear up whatever court cases he got, work on him. You know, just enjoy his money, enjoy the fruits of his labor for a little while. Put some thought into the music. Not saying that he doesn't. I'm sure he does. He's hardworking as fuck. Two albums in seven months. That's pretty good. So I'm not saying that. But I think he just needs a moment. That's all. I think the baby just needs a moment to go ahead and kind of reevaluate and then come back. Because he, he got to do something different. Like every, I'm sick of reading about the baby went to jail, the baby got in a fight, the baby stabbed somebody, the baby was somebody else. I, I it's like leading up to something bad. I feel like, and I don't want to open my phone one day and hear the baby dead or somebody else is dead. Like I, I it's just time to reevaluate some shit. So I'm gonna listen to the album. 
um, in my spare time sometime this week. I'm trying to line up some interviews for you guys. I'm pretty trying to give you whole some content. Y'all better appreciate every goddamn second of it. I'm just playing. But I'm going to give it a listen. I'm going to give Division a listen. I have to be in the mood for Division. Like I told y'all with the weekend and Party Next Door, I need to be in the mood. It needs to be quiet. It needs to be just a certain vibe going on. So we'll uh, we'll give it a spin, hun. What else is going on in the world of Drika? Boy, I tell you, not much. And when I, I told y'all a few episodes ago that we was only talking about positive shit with the, the Rona, if we did have to talk about it, I think it was Italy or Spain. Let, I'm going to actually look this up because I don't want to be inaccurate. But they had some really good news. Hold on. Give me two seconds, guys. Oh, and bitch, we got to talk about Insecure from last night. Hold on. I hate that Insecure comes on so late. Because I'm trying to make it so where I give y'all my insecure review on Mondays instead of the following Friday. But that means I have to record much later, which is, it's not good. It's not bad, but, oh, darn, I can't find which country that was that shared that good coronavirus news. Australia seen a consistent decline in new cases. Um, it was one more. Well, anyway, we'll just report that one. That's good fucking news. And that tells me that something is working in the universe. The United States really needs to follow suit. Florida, where I'm at, like in my county and in my city, they didn't reopen beaches, but some Florida beaches reopen, and it's just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, what? I, I can't even go there. This shit just angers me. I'm not even gonna go there because I said good, good news. So, shout out to Australia. Whatever y'all doing, keep up the good work. Call Trump. Somebody talk to his ass because he obviously ain't got the goddamn memo, but. That's great news. Um, I'm really happy. I'm always happy to hear shit like that. So, but yeah, other than that, we ain't talking about it. So, I, I hate when y'all DM me like coronavirus stats and oh, this person died and they couldn't get to them. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to hear none of the none of the negative. I'm praying for everybody actively, daily on a daily basis. So I'm just not interested in reporting every coronavirus death and shit like that. I'm trying to keep my head above water, doing my part for me, my family. My family is doing their part. So, yeah, that's what I'm on. All right. So, I don't know, guys. Shall we do an Astrika? Because I really don't have a main topic. I'm going to be honest with you, girls. I really don't have a main topic. It was a couple people mad about that comment I made last episode about um, people who don't need to be hitting you up during quarantine, like not answering the phone for people during quarantine and shit like that. I got a couple phone calls. Got a few phone calls. It's fine. I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to talk my shit. I'm still not answering for you all Um, because that was true tea. Y'all weren't fucking with me like that before quarantine. Don't fuck with me now. Period. So, I got a couple phone calls, man. A couple text messages. Like, oh, that's how you feel type of tease. And the answer is yes, honey. That's exactly how I feel. So, I'm not uh, entirely worried about that. Like I told y'all, ladies, be strong. That's the name of um, episode 47 was be strong, honey. Oh, we got to talk about Insecure, bitch. And we're back. I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> Some weird ass shit took place with my goddamn MacBook. Um, Now is not the time. Because like, one thing about me, Miss MacBook, you ain't getting this 12, honey, hoe. So you better chill out on that goddamn freezing and moving slow shit. Because, honey, you will not be getting this stimulus, bitch. That's just on period. Now, let's talk about Insecure, honey. Insecure got it going the fuck on, bitch. 
But uh, it's just, ugh, Molly is getting on my goddamn nerves. We not even there. Molly is too old for some of that shit that she be doing. Molly, and I'm finna go out of order. And spoiler alert if you ain't seen the bitch. Molly got mad. I understand getting mad because, you know, the guy not opening up to her. I get it. I completely get it. That got to be frustrating. You dating somebody, you want them to open up. But when she got like that upset about him not telling her what happened with his sister and, I mean, I guess not telling her what happened with his job, she just did. Molly just do too fucking much. She did way too much in that regard. It's like, girl... So what the man didn't tell you about his sister or what was going on with his job? Some people are like that. Some people, you can't force them to open the fuck up. And Molly is going to fuck around and miss out on this good ass man. Just being so goddamn pushy. Like, girl, relax. Molly ass won't dysfunction. She act like she want a damn droll who got a damn wife and side bitches and all this other shit. And then Molly is not handling this condola thing like a friend should. Like if my homegirl was business partners with her ex's new bitch. It ain't, it's my place to, to tell her if I know, like, you know, I'm a, just want to let you know, them, they dating, whatever, whoop, whoop. but when they was at that, when Molly rolled up on Condola and Issa, I guess at the restaurant, Condola was getting ready to leave, Issa was like, no girl, stay, Molly felt a way about that shit, and it was like, you could tell Molly was clearly jealous. Molly is jealous of that Condola and Issa relationship. It ain't got shit to do with Lawrence. It ain't got shit to do with, oh, how you friends with your ex new thing. Molly is threatened by Condola. I think Molly is that friend who always been the successful when she was the one who went to college. She was the one who got this fabulous career Issa went to college too, and you know what I'm saying? But Issa just didn't really have it all together. Like Molly is polished and suits and Louis bags and the bitch looking good. Issa is just kind of winging it. That's why I've always been able to identify with Issa's character. Always, like since the beginning, Issa is me, minus the college part. A job that I was uh, so so about, didn't really care for. A relationship that fucking failed, that was hard to get over. Like, I relate to Issa every episode since episode one. Every situation this bitch done been in, almost, almost every situation she finds herself in, I have found myself in. Like, we are the same bitch, honey. So, I really think that Issa's come up is kind of off-putting to Molly. I feel like Issa is going out and making new connections and new bonds and shit. And Molly is threatened by all that. Issa is not just your wing girl no more. Like, sis is booked and busy, bitch. And she trying to make shit happen with her block party. And I don't blame her. And I just don't think it's Molly place to, like, make it awkward or keep fucking with Issa. Like, if Issa want to be cool with that girl, I think it's awkward as fuck. To be like super, super, super friendly. Especially like when Lawrence pulled up on Issa. And then Issa called Lawrence like, hey, should I tell Condola? Like, Issa girl, don't do too much. Okay, you're doing too much. Calling Lawrence, somebody, oh, does Condola know that we met up? Girl, I wouldn't even call him. Just don't fucking mention it. Just don't mention the shit to Condola, period. Like... I don't feel like Issa has to bring up Lawrence every time her condola is kicking it. If y'all insist on kicking it and you say you cool with it, bitch, be cool. But like how Issa was telling condola about Lawrence used to run track and shit like that. 
I'm kind of with Lawrence. Like, keep my motherfucking name out your mouth. Because <laughs> I'm like that with my exes. Like, even if I'm cool with my exes, bitch, keep your name, keep my name out your fucking mouth. I don't need you to tell another nigga about me. I can tell him. I'm fully capable, honey. Like, so I, I just feel like Issa doing a little too much. Keep it at business, bitch. Keep it about the block party and the connections and y'all building this shit together. But I just thought that was weird. However, Molly already like voiced her opinion on it. So I don't feel like Molly should keep like being weird about it every time Pandola come around. Like, girl, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't feeling that. Um, they showed a scene, I guess, where they all at Easter houses or Tiffany house, one of my houses. Anyway, it was Halloween. That that didn't really do it for me. Um, Andrew called Molly. They kind of talked about that and apologized. Who apologized? Andrew apologized. Molly apologized. I I was happy about that because I don't want Molly to chase off another fucking man. And it seemed like, huh, Andrew is going strong. Like, girl, let that man open up to you gradually. He obviously like your ass. Like, just, just, just chill. Like, she, Molly just be doing too much. Molly is more pressed by the man than she want to let on. Molly wants this fairy tale ass relationship. And, honey, it just don't go like that. You got to get out your own mind. That's how us women be like. Women plan the whole relationship out in their head. From start to finish. Like Instagram posts to alter. We plan that shit out. And then when it don't go how we envisioned it. And how we so eloquently put that shit together in our head. Now we disappointed. Versus. If you try, you know, kind of tell yourself, like, I'm just going to see where this shit go, then you don't set yourself up for that type of disappointment when that shit don't meet this goddamn fairy tale that you done created. And that's Molly ass. Every man, Molly kind of got this idea of how this shit should go. And then when it don't go her way or when a nigga show her who he was and she still tried to fuck with it. She always fall flat on her face. Now, Issa with this goddamn TSA worker, when that goddamn condom got lost in Issa damn coochie and she was using that damn mirror to fish it out, bitch, I screamed and fucking hollered. When that damn condom wrapper fell out on that mirror, that sh- I mean, when the con, not the condom wrapper, the actual condom fell out on that goddamn mirror, that shit scared the shit out of Easter. I hollered so damn loud. I'm going to go back and watch the episode just for that part. TSA baby fucking the dog shit out of Easter to be a big nigga. And let me tell you something. I was rocking with TSA baby until Easter said during self-care Sundays with Molly that, you know, he got two kids. He got one on the way. Like, ah, damn. Like, I, I really was rooting for TSA baby because he's supportive of Issa. He laid a dick down good to be a big nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was I was really happy about um TSA baby, but child, we can't have two kids and went on the way, no ma'am. Y'all know how I feel about niggas with kids. <laughs> Especially the young kids, bitch. When TSA told Issa to press his what he said, press my booty button, girl, I was on this damn float. This is why I love Insecure. Like, my love for Insecure runs so damn deep because (laughs) every situation is so real life. Like, in which I ain't never had a nigga tell me to press his booty button. But, bitch, we all, I ain't gonna say we all. I done fucked a fat nigga. Same experience. Belly in a way. But once they get that stroke right, like, once they find their damn groove, all belly aside, bitch, they be putting that dick down. So, I get it. And I don't fuck with a nigga with two kids or whatever the way. I also get it. In my younger days, I'm grown now. But this was a good-ass episode, man. I just... I'm always complaining about wanting more than 30 minutes. So, eventually, I'm going to have to let that go. 
But it was a really good episode. I think next week we're going to really see um, the block party start to come together a little more. That's another goddamn thing Molly pissed me off. Molly be pissing me off. So I guess after Molly done scare Andrew away from their dinner date at the crib and he leave, she texts Issa and Issa's like, you know, I'm at this party. It's loud, girl. I'm going to have to hit you back. And she hadn't got a little attitude Rolled her eyes, smacked her teeth and shit. Molly, that that is what I'm saying. Issa is no longer able to be like Molly's fucking... I won't say lap dog because it's not that. Issa is not a lap dog. I don't think that at all. But she's just... She's not readily available to Molly how Molly is used to. And I think Molly got a problem with that shit on... Amongst other things. But, you know, Issa ain't just calling when you come, girl. Y'all got self-care Sundays. That's your day that Issa make for you. And that shit just kind of irked me. When she was doing out, smacking her damn teeth, rolling her eyes. I'm like, ooh, this bitch. Like, she... It must be exhausting being friends with somebody like Molly who have an issue with everything. Have I ever been friends with a bitch who had an issue? Yes. I have. That shit is exhausting. Molly is exhausting. All Easter friends exhausting. Honestly. Except for, um... Not Tiffany. Why can't I ever think of the funny girl name? I couldn't think of her name last time we was here. Natalie. Is it Natalie? Kelly. Why I can't ever remember Kelly damn name? Everybody is exhausting except for Kelly. Um, so yeah, I think that's the good ass episode. I cannot wait to see what happens next episode. I have a feeling that Andrew is gonna open up about his sister to Molly because that was kind of like a checkpoint for me. Like, okay, we're gonna come back to this sister. Because he was like, you know, I don't really know where she lives. But he didn't really want to talk about it. So I think he's going to open up a little bit more to Molly about his sister. In some kind of way, the sister is going to come into play. Because I don't think they would have just brought up Andrew's sister and say, oh, I don't speak to her. We don't talk. I don't know where she lives for nothing. I think it's something behind that. It's some serious thought behind that shit. So, child, we just going to have to wait and see. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. It's off to a really good start. I'm really curious to see how this Condola and Issa thing is going to transpire. I think that um, probably by maybe the last season of Insecure or whatever, Issa and Lawrence are going to get back together. I truly, truly think that. I think it's just a matter of time. I think Lawrence is, you know, he's dating. He's a single guy. He's doing his thing, meeting different women. But none of them is working out. Issa just out here fucking when you're doing her thing. And none of them really working out. I think at some point they're going to realize that this time was really good for them apart. But... I have a strong feeling that Lawrence and Issa is going to find their way back. I don't think it's this season, though, but I see that shit coming. Um, So that was Insecure. <laughs> I love this damn show. It's like my dream to write for Insecure. It's like my literal dream to write for this show. This show is... This shit got it going on, honey, but... It was some other shit. Um, that's really all I want to talk about. I ain't gonna hold you, girls. I know it's Monday morning. I ain't gonna get to this ex drinker though, because I thought it was top. If I thought it was cute, I'm going to say I really like that y'all are asking me ex drinker questions about me. <laughs> um, I think that's really cute. I I like this. Let's keep this up. It's versus like asking me for my advice and shit, because I don't know. I'm gonna give you bitch bad advice. Then you're going to be single. Then you hoes going to sue me because you ain't got no goddamn man. I don't have that type of time. But I really like that y'all are asking me shit about me. So this ex-Drika said, Drika, what is your favorite sex position? I'm a 
very lazy and I got a lot of ass. So from the back, it's always going to be that girl. Put that arch up, toot that ass up, and I'm just going to let you have a blast with it. That's my shit. I'm not the riding dick girl because I don't like my boobs. So I've never been, I think when I was younger, like younger, younger, and less self-conscious about like my look, I guess I just wasn't as aware back then. I don't know, for some reason, like, now that I'm damn near 30, I'm, like, aware of my body, and I don't like it. I can't wait till the surgery office is open back up, bitch. So, I'm not a fan of riding dick, Um, because, like I said, I, I don't like how my boobs look, and I feel like, like, when you get hit from the back, nigga can't really see your boobs, but when you on top, you riding dick, your titties is bouncing up and down. I don't like my titties. They kind of sag a little bit. So I don't really like that angle of a nigga seeing my titties. That's just a preference. But getting hit from the back is always really nice. Um, I mean, I bounce on the dick like from behind. Like if he's sitting down, I'll sit on it and, you know, do that whole deal. I like that. Um, What else? But yeah, that's just, that's just me. Some girls really like riding dick. Some girls really like getting hit from the side. I, I'm telling y'all, man, the older I get, I'm lazy. So whatever requires the less work <laughs> for me, <laughs> I promise you, I, I'm just, I'm not her. Hit me from the back and 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 have a blast and knock yourself out. And especially when I get my body done, when I get the whole Brazilian butt lift, surgery i'm gonna be even more lazy i done bought all this ass use it god damn it so yeah <laughs> that's my thing pool um y'all gotta let me know what y'all into but honestly i can't even think about getting hit from the back right now because celibacy is real and it's real aggravating and it's real stressful um celibacy is real 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 um humbling and this shit will discipline you and yeah <laughs> so i don't really as i can see i don't really talk about sex as much on this podcast no more because bitch, I, I don't, i'm not getting quarantined dick sorry i have no in-house i wish i had in-house for um a time like this so but anywho that was episode 48 <laughs> No, but I just, you know, y'all know it's Monday, man. I'm not going to bore y'all with um, the bullshits of my life. I'm not going to bore y'all with, like, too much gossipy shit going on in the world. Um, I will say this, though. I saw that. I don't know how old this is. I just saw Funky Dineva did a video about it. Um, The rapper Chameleon that was on, that is on Love & Hip Hop Miami. Shout out to Chameleon. She did a video um, saying that she had an abortion from Briscoe, who's also in Love and Hip Hop Miami. Whew, how much time we got? We got about 10 minutes. So I guess she posted this to her Instagram. So here's the thing. Um, I, I don't think that's... Abortion is something so intimate and something so personal and it's it's just something that I would have kept that in private. That's not something I would have went on live to speak about. That's not even something I would have made a storyline out of for next season. Um, I don't know if y'all watched Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, but I mean, I'm sorry, Love and Hip Hop Miami. But basically, huh, you know, Chameleon and Briscoe was fucking around, but Chameleon had a lady um, he was fucking with all these chicks while he was trying to like make shit right with his baby mama. So it was just a mess. And him and Chameleon was messing around. And she got pregnant. I am I'm all for pro-choice, honey. I am all for do whatever the fuck you want to do with your body. Nobody gotta get up with their baby with you at two, three o'clock in the morning. Nobody gotta take off to go to the hospital, sit up with their baby. Nobody but you. So I am pro don't bring no damn baby into this world. If you are not ready, you cannot control what another motherfucker do. However, that's just not something I would have felt the need to share 
Like, I don't really feel why Camillion felt like she owed anybody anything in regards to that situation. That's that's such a private situation. And just giving bitches room to talk about you and just come at you for something so private and so intimate was, I don't know. I just want to did it. But, I mean, I err on the side of privacy anyway. I don't know if she did that for the show or what. I just I just don't know why you would go on Instagram Live and announce to the world that you had an abortion. Because that's something that they're going to take digs at you for. And something so life-altering and spiritual spiritually altering it's just not something that i would want to have people take dig at me about that's all i'm saying um but i've seen other people kind of dragging her for having it no you can't you can't drag a woman for something like that you don't know what led her to that decision she said she didn't want to be caught up with the fuck shit and i don't blame her she didn't want to be caught up in his web of women and his web of drama for the next 18 years of her life. And I'm not mad at her for that. That's a valid ass reason. So I just wanted to address that. I don't know. It was just, it was on my, ever since I seen it, it was on my mind because I saw the video of her talking about it. And I'm just like, first off, I hope she's okay. Like, I just, you know, I hope she's doing well. I hope the procedure went well. I just hope she spiritually and emotionally is doing well. But I don't know, man. Me, I'm just so private. So anytime I see shit like that, I'm private with with real shit. Not not sex and shit like that. We, we talk about the fuck shit all day. But real serious shit, I'm really private about it. So anytime I see shit like that, it makes me cringe. But, you know, to each his own. But anywho, that's all I got. Ain't got no more. Quick little one-two to get you through your Monday duties. Shout out to all the essential workers, the grocery store workers, the restaurant workers, nurses, phlebotomists, doctors, med techs, um, hell, janitors, the cleaning crew, everybody going out into the world every single day, risking their lives at this point to make sure that we're good. Shout out to y'all. Y'all have my utmost respect. Y'all have my everyday day-to-day prayers. Um, And we'll get through this. We'll get through this shit per usual and we'll be better because of it. So y'all know what I'm at to cake this podcast on Instagram. Caked up, dripped out on Instagram. Damn, she bad. Two Ds, two underscores on Twitter. We will reconvene on Friday, honey. I hope you girls have a good ass week, literally. Good week, good vibes. Oh, by the way, Neiman Marcus just filed for bankruptcy. Be on the lookout for the good sales, bitch. For all my designer lovers out there. And I will talk to you girls on Friday. Toodles.